So, Mark, let's talk about this podcast. What do you What do you think? I think we should call us the Three Schmucks. The Three Schmucks. Why in the world would you want to call us the Three Cucks? What the heck, man? Dude, I said schmucks, not cucks. Jeez. Okay, wait, wait. How, how about the Three Schmoes? I think schmucks is closer to the truth. Okay, fine. We're gonna go with with uh, uh, two schmucks. Uh, two schmoes and a schmuck. How's that? Okay, fine. Three schmoes it is. Mark, after this conversation, I really could use a drink. That's it. Three schmoes and a shot. Coming to you now. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another... Uh exciting podcast uh, with the three schmoes and a shot crew tonight's stellar movie that we're going to review is actually a uh a tw- it's a 2013 sports movie 42 about the uh life uh, of jackie robinson and hey, how he was happy black history month hey happy black history month uh, to you that's, too that's why i chose this yeah. movie well, you were also talking about that you were going to talk in Ebonics oh, for the I whole podcast. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> You're from Oakland. You're the one who, that's the home of Ebonics. <laughs> but uh, anyway, as always, I'm here with uh, Jeff, who, who will certainly, uh, certainly provide a lot of uh, interesting details about the cast and course uh, we have Harry. I'm doing all right, Harry? Mark. Good, good. So I, I didn't yeah, ask you, well, Harry. Okay. You don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. No, I, I, I've already heard all the Zoom issues that we're going to have to go through, but, but now we're leaving Zoom. To have more issues elsewhere. Uh, what, yeah. May, yeah, to have new may issues. May I recommend with, you don't wait till podcast because, day to test out the new format? No, no, I don't think that's right. See, Mark, Mark could have bought a nice $20 headset and it would have worked, but no. <laughs> nope. We'll have to try 35 other platforms. Well, I'm just saying I really like my Beats Pro. It works well with the phone. It works well with you just like Microsoft beat, Meeting. It works well with uh, Skype. For some reason, using Zoom, the mic seems like it's capped on the volume of the uh-huh. microphone and you our, two guys are our like, listeners our listeners say thank you <laughs> <laughs> well you two guys are the uh, tech guys so so why is it that uh, zoom seems to have oh, an issue sa- says the phd in mm-hmm. physics we're the tech guys yeah that's a good one mark wait mark's trying to light a cigar this could take a while is he using a match again all right <laughs> All right, we're, we're refocused <laughs> on the podcast. So I thought it had a pretty outstanding cast. Uh, you know, the lead who played uh, Jackie Robinson, who unfortunately is no longer with us, Chadwick well, look, Boseman. Look, he got the game in before he, the, the movie in before he died. But this yeah. was an early movie so, in, his, in his career. 2013, yeah. 2013. yeah he, he died in uh, 2020. Right. Yeah. I mean, this was after the Black Panther. Yes, after Black Panther. Thank thank really, Mark. So you're saying he died after his last movie? Thank you. 
that that's the kind of information no, but people... He, he, he's played some uh, really good uh, characters. Uh, James he was in Brown, Gods of Egypt. Get on up. Oh, yeah. Thurgood Marshall. That was a good yeah. movie. It was. He was in All My Children. <laughs> that wasn't true. that good. So, yeah, I mean, he, he didn't make any bad. He made a lot. He did a lot of TV. So... You know he has two Screen Actors Guild Awards, Golden Globe Award, and a Primetime Emmy? Yes, I did know that. Great. Mm -hmm. And didn't he also get an Academy Award nomination? I don't, he I don't a, remember. He had a nomination. Okay. Oh, I'm going to guess uh, Marshall. Marshall? Yeah. That's the kind of stuff they like. So he died of complications from colon cancer. And he died in state, which means he has no will. But what was interesting is Major League Baseball and the Dodgers issued statements honoring him. And then uh, the race car driver, Lewis Hamilton, claimed pole position at the 2020... Uh, boy, this is... I got an echo in my head that's going yeah, crazy. Just stop. It's just reverberating back and forth between the ears out here. Maybe. Empty space. Yeah. But he dedicated his lap and uh, win rate, his win to Bozeman, which was the uh, Belgian Grand Prix. And then they did a uh, moment of silence in the NBA playoff game between the Lakers and the Trailblazers. Oh, cool. So, yeah, he's a smart guy. Yeah, and another uh, strong character that uh, played the uh, uh, Branch Ricky, the Brooklyn Dodgers uh, owner in, in the 19... Uh, was this, 1945? 47. 47. Harrison Ford. 47, 47. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and Harrison Ford, of course, is a well-known actor. Yeah, well, the most thing to know, the, the most important thing to know about him is never get in an aircraft that he Why? flies. He's had quite, <laughs> quite a few problems with his airplanes and helicopters landing prematurely. Let's put it that way. Some, some close calls. Yeah, it, it's an interesting guy. Yeah, I really, I really first noticed him when he was in American Graffiti. You guys remember yeah. way, you know. You're older than me. Sherman huh? and Mark. Peabody, the Wayback yeah. Machine. Yeah, that was a good movie. Oh, he was a working girl, Sabrina. He... He's been in a ton of stuff. He's one of the big actors. He's got 5.4 million U.S. gross money, uh, over nine worldwide. So, but you know what his film debut was, Mark? No, what was his film debut? He was an unaccredited extra in Dead Heat on a merry-go-round in 1966. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. He's also gotten some, some accolades, right? A Lifetime Achievement Award? Yeah, it means you didn't <laughs> die. <laughs> you know what I found really interesting about him? What? He got expelled from college four days before graduation. Yeah, what'd he do? Is that right? Yeah. Uh. They didn't tell you, but it's from, it's from a really esteemed college, Ripon College in Ripon, Wisconsin. Must have been cheating on finals if it was that close to graduation. Yeah, or he, or he bagged the dean's wife. Yeah, Who the hell know. knows? <laughs> Could have been any of them. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Jackie Robinson's wife, There's Rachel, cute. was played by Nicole Bahari. 
She's pretty yeah. cute. She's very cute. She's a sleepy hollow morning show oh, yeah. girl. Mm. So, yeah, she went to Juilliard and uh, she won the Shakespeare Scholarship and trained in England. So, which is it's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, now you guys should because probably... we're going going back to our uh, Chadwick Boseman. He all he he studied at Oxford uh, with financial help from Felicia Rashad, you know, the oh, football wow. player's wife, who yeah. happens to be friends with Denzel Washington. But he was also a uh, a Juilliard guy. Oh wow! So, so very talented. It's a shame we lost him so early. Um, what did you think about the guy that played? Uh, well, the, the first manager, uh, Leo Durocher. Durocher. Leo Durocher. Seriously, Christopher Maloney. You, uh, how do you not know the name Leo Durocher? I don't know if I was a big, uh, you know, Brooklyn. Even doctor, if you watch the Monsters, you would LA know who doctor. that is. That's, <laughs> it, or, or the Flintstones, or anybody else. That's like one of the big names in baseball. Okay. But this guy is Mr. Law and Order. So Christopher Maloney, he's Mr. Law and Order. Since yeah, he was in the Special Victims Unit and uh, organized uh-huh. crime. But he's been on Scrubs and Oz, True Blood. He, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, Man of Steel, Green Lantern, First Flight. Yeah, I don't know what that one is. Is that the one with uh, Blake Lively's husband? Uh, I don't or is that just something so. I never heard of? Yeah, I didn't know what that was, so I got rid of it. It could even be an anime and that he was just yeah. a voiceover. Oh. But, he, looks, uh, he looks great in anime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was now, in Sin City, Harold and Kumar. Yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Was he? he was in, yeah. Yep. I don't know how big a part. I mean, he could yeah. have been a bellhop. But, you know, he bought a house. His house is the house that was used um, on the TV show The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Really? Oh, is that right? Wow. Now, uh... The, uh, the very racist Phillies manager, Ben Chapman, was played by Alan Tudyk. Yes, he was. Tudyk or not Tudyk? Tudyk, yes. Oh. So, I mean, he's been a few things. He was in a movie that you and I both like, Jeff, A Night's Tale. He was great in A Night's Tale. He was great in 310 to Yuma, Tucker and Dale, Transformers, Maze Runner. He's done a whole bunch of stuff. He also was a Juilliard guy, but uh, he left before earning his degree. I hope it was worth it. Well, you you see him in a lot of stuff. I mean, he has a tendency to play a douchebag, and I think he's kind of typecast. He played a douchebag in Dodgeball. Yeah, Yeah, he's always. But he was he was really good in Trumbo. If you ever saw that about the McCarthy, I did see that. Yeah. What did he play? A douchebag. <laughs> he played one of the guys that turned, he right? He just ha- he's got a face that looks like, hey, that guy's a douchebag. <laughs> Go, work with him, work with him. <laughs> now, the uh, journalist, Wendell Smith, was played by Andre Holland. Yes, he was. Hmm? So. He was first on screen at Law & Order. Was he? 
He's in right. some great films, A Wrinkle in Time, and a bunch of shit I never heard of. He was in Selma. I'm sure you've heard of that. Was he an nope. extra? You've never seen the movie Selma? What part of other stuff I never heard of? Oh, okay. I've right. seen Selma. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, me too, but I'm not going to give that to Mark. <laughs> now, his teammate, uh, Pee Wee Reese, that was played by Lucas Black. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mr. Tokyo Drift. Uh-huh, exactly. So, exactly. yeah, and I guess he was big in NCIS, but you know where he filmed they viewed? Mm-mm. Oh, you're you're smoking, not speaking. That yeah, mumbling through a cigar. That makes for no, great radio. No, I don't Mark. know what we're doing. Yeah, bitch and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Kevin Costner's film The War. Now he's always oh, okay. complaining to you, Harry, that you're not saying whatever, and then Mark's mumbling through a cigar. <laughs> mumble, mumble. <laughs> yeah, Pee Wee Reese was a New York City hero. Now, that was back when New York had three teams. Baseball ruled New York. Yeah. Yeah, the Italians uptown. The, the okay. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Yankees had a lot of Italian. Rizzuto and, and DiMaggio, they had a lot of Italian guys. They had Jewish guys in uh, Harlem for, for San Francisco, and then they put black guys in Brooklyn. So, welcome to right. New York. <laughs> well, that, that doesn't sound like that's right up there with uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Why? They hated everybody. They're all included. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now, the uh, announcer, Red Barber, was played by John McGinley. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, anybody else? <laughs> well, he was what? He was in Office Space and Rock and... Oliver Stone's platoon, Wall Street. So, they, the point is, is they had a really good cast. He was on another movie. world, Mark. <sighs> you know what I've noticed? A, a lot, a lot of the actors are getting tremendous experience on the soap operas, where you're acting three times a week, maybe. I think they go three times or two times, depending on your whether a Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, they, you know, there's a lot of lines to, to, to learn. You have to maintain the character. I, I think they're getting indispensable uh, experience. Tutelage. It's not available now. Not tutelage, yeah. experience. Experience, You know, okay. it's just, just yep, if they're an hour show, right, with, with, with all the commercials, you're probably 40 minutes maybe, I don't remember. And every week, three times a week, you have to... Remember your lines and go through the, all of all, all the the work that the actors have to do. Uh, I think it really prepares you for uh, films. You know, your new uh, headset has these two red lights when it's on. I get the feeling you're those are my in, nipples. Those you're are my coming nipples, in man. for a landing out here, so I like yeah. that. Good. You have no <laughs> lights. You've obviously crashed. <laughs> But I mean, overall, it was a really good cast. I think uh, I think it was well well put together. So I think uh, I think it was a pretty good cast. Yeah. I think uh, Pee Wee Reese's character probably could have had somebody stronger. It actually looked more athletic because Pee Wee <laughs> Reese kind was of a thin guy. My 
But maybe that's why well, they called him Pee Wee. Necessarily, but <laughs> he was short. But uh, yeah, but the Brooklyn Dodgers were my father's favorite team, so I used oh, to. Okay. I was brought up hearing all about them. Right. So. Nice. Well. And how they betrayed people. Oof. Ooh. Do you have any stories you want to uh, relay? They moved to, to LA. Our listeners, they moved to LA. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. What was it? Sixty-three. You know, coming... They and they and the Giants left, and New York never forgave them. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I remember when uh, Oakland went to LA. You know, everybody said, "Ah, oh, you know, the hell with you guys." And of course, that was right when you had the West Coast offense in San where, Francisco. Where did they come from? Where did the Athletics come from? Did they come from Philadelphia. Yes, originally. Okay, so before Oakland could have a problem, Philadelphia could have a problem? That's, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it was the who Raiders. Gives a, who gives a shit about the A's? But it was the Raiders I was really talking about, so it was oh, just... Yeah, because this is a football movie, and you're wearing a... I'm just Listen, saying that Mark I had is wearing a, similar... a Raiders jacket that looks like it hasn't seen the light of day since the Raiders have been in the playoffs. <laughs> Probably true. Probably I've when had he bought this it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it was just relaying the same story that uh, you know when they went to L.A. Everybody was like, "Ah, oh, fuck you guys!" And then you know no, everybody became we a were 49er happy. fan. We were happy. Yeah. You know, there's more. There's more. There's more Raiders fans in L.A. than there were in Oakland. Yeah, I think they both have yeah, an equal amount of gang members, Vegas. so that might be not true. Yes, <laughs> but gang members in, in in Southern California have more money to pay for yes, tickets. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because the Northern gang members went to watch uh, San Francisco across the bay. <laughs> well, but I'm saying after the 80s uh, 49ers, then... Uh, the Raiders eventually came back to Oakland. Everything was forgiven. And then they said, fuck you guys. <laughs> and then they moved out to Vegas. That's because they refused to give them a stadium. That's true. That's so you, true. You're, you're in a stadium that plays baseball and football. And a stadium is not particularly good for either. I've been to it. I had season tickets The black hole? Yeah. It was, well, black hole's the end zone. But it basically, or the surrounding suburbs. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was a horrible stadium. Horrible, horrible stadium. I mean, playing in a Coliseum wasn't any good. It's a horrible stadium also. It's really not made for football because the, the slope is too great. You don't hear anything on the field. Right. So, I mean, that, that's an Olympic-style stadium, not a football stadium. But USC doesn't seem to have any issues. We cheer louder. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> when they put up that V sign with their hands and don't open up their mouth, it, it just screams... <laughs> well, what do you guys think? Should we take a, uh, a break cigar for break. a cigar review? Yes. Yes, I think we need to take one right now. So we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, Mark. Hey, Jeff. Oh, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? It's not bad. Overcast, so no yeah. harsh shadows on your pie hole. Ah, thank God for that. Yeah, so what have you brought today? So today I brought... You can uh, read the notes. Well, it's a, it's part of the Esteban Carrera you collection. You don't want your notes? The Devil's Hand. The Devil's Hand. I brought the Devil's Hand. Oh, okay. It, it had an interesting backstory to the cigar, so I thought it'd be kind of good what? for us to... 
Why is mine all cracked at the top? But yours is perfect. This is how the shit goes every time. No, no, no. There we can slit. This is going to have a great effect on my number. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as I said, there's an interesting backstory to this uh, cigar. The, the, so. devil, the devil's hand needs some lotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where Where are you keeping these things? In the refrigerator? <laughs> under the under the uh, air conditioner or in the glove box? Which yeah, which one? No, this was in a Hoovedor, so uh, maybe yeah. it's Did time you, to, to freshen it up a little bit. Y you think, huh? <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Make sure it's in focus. Here, smile. <laughs> oh, well, God. let me at least tell you a little bit about the back uh, story. So, in 1990... That would be this side? The back story? Well, of the cigar. That's the front story. That's the back story. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. I guess. It's a nice band. So, in 1990, Gonzalo Puentes was the Minister of Tobacco, and he was tasked with uh, enhancing Corojo. Well, the history of the cigar is that they uh, stole or smuggled uh, like about a hundred seeds, and they planted these, and they made they, a positive. They selection. did that stuff when I was in college. They did it in the in the, uh, in the closets with special lighting. Those <laughs> oh, seeds, God. they were beautiful. Oh yeah, you were wicked when you were in uh, college. They used to call you psycho, didn't they? Um, they still do. Oh okay. <laughs> So they picked the best five plants, and then they regenerated that, and that is the tobacco that goes into the making of this uh, cigar. And this is apparently uh, Esteban Carrera's first venture into using a Corojo wrapper. So it's really? Got, yeah, so it's got the well, Maduro. Let me, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Looking at the tip now that I've cut it, yes. is that a triple? Uh, it, it's thick. It could uh, be. Maybe. I mean, it, it's a very a pretty brown. Yeah. Uh, veins are very flat. Okay. Smells like virtually nothing. So, are you sure you didn't like keep it in the humidor with a tuna sandwich or something? I did. I yeah. did. Well, just to let our viewers know, mm. the uh, binder is Nicaraguan, and they have filler from three different regions in Nicaragua: Jalapa, Estela, and Condega. That's a C. That's a C. Looks like an L. No, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Poor, poor penmanship. Yeah. <laughs> it says 100 plants. You said 100 seeds smuggled. Very nice. Whatever. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to smoke this. Yes. We're going to come back, and I'm going to show you how the top unravels, because Mark gave me one that's painfully dry and cracked. So. Yes, that's definitely a triple thick cap. <laughs> All right, let's go do this. <laughs> we'll be back. Be back. We're back. We are back. I got you right before the puff. <laughs> so I have to say, mm -hmm. the, the messed up cap only twisted slightly. Now it's just kind of going in the wrong direction, but I'm getting more cracking on the sides. But it hasn't affected the burn. Burn was very nice. Did, did for you a Nicaraguan, have, have one of those uh, one of those uh, teethers when you were a kid? Because you, you no. sure like to chomp on that. Eh? No, uh, okay. but thank you. I have had girlfriends complain, but we oh, won't okay. get into that. <laughs> I'm hmm. surprised how mild it was. Okay, but be before we get into this, I want to talk to you about something which has been bothering me uh -oh. about cigars. Okay, and 
I've known about it for a while, but I, I don't think you know about it. If you do, pretend you don't. All right. But in recent years, because yes. you know, if, if you go back, you always had cigar weevils, and you don't see cigar weevils anymore. Hmm. And the reason for that is before... Global warming? Okay. No. All right. No. Keep going. Before they ship yeah. a cigar, they're, they're overly hum, uh, humidified. Okay. And then when they're put in their shipping containers, mm-hmm. they're frozen. Hmm. So the freezing doesn't affect the bacteria because in order to kill the bacteria, I think you have to be at minus 18 C for cold okay. or up, up towards boiling. You know, we, we've all learned that in the COVID times of how to kill bacteria and viruses and things. But uh, you're talking about a water-sogged leaf that's mm. now exposed to freezing temperatures. And what happens is around the cells, it starts to freeze. Okay. And the cells contract. They get smaller, and many of them break. So uh, if you've ever had frozen lettuce, you, you know, then you've had, it, it doesn't taste the same. Right. And I think that's what's going on with the cigars is that the flavor is nowhere near what it used to be. I mean, cigars just have these big, bold flavors. This is Nicaraguan. It doesn't even really taste Nicaraguan. Uh, mm. I think it's for what they're, how they're prepping it. Okay. Now, for an interesting one, Padron does a little bit differently. I mean, yes, they do refrigerate, but they actually dehumidify the leaves by 20-25% before they roll the binders. I see. And what that does, it allows the like 1926 and the 1964 mm-hmm. extremely even burns. Hmm. And I don't think that by decreasing the humidity for a short period is going to affect uh, uh, aging and things like that, but it definitely affects the burning, okay. which gives it more of a high class appearance. But I think, it, I mean, overall, for a Nicaraguan cigar, this is medium. It's not full-bodied. You know, overall, 60 ring. You said you pay, what, 10 and a half bucks for it? Yeah, like almost 11, and then it's yeah. 10.90. Whatever. You okay. overpay most of the time anyway. Uh, <laughs> it, it's very surprising it was mm. so mild. Mm. I mean, I mean, the ash was a beautiful gray. And oh, Here, check it out. We have a picture mm. of the ash. Uh, nice draw. It was, you know, very well constructed. It had faint hints of you know, dark chocolate coffee and, like, nugget from uh, Three Musketeers, that kind of a nugget flavor is what I got. Uh, I'll ask you what you got in a minute. Okay. Uh, but but overall, I'm disappointed. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, I, I when you told me what how it was made and everything else, I mean, a lot of times Cuban seeds are a little bit lighter. I mean, we're going to do another cigar one of these days, a Perdomo 20th anniversary, which is all Cuban seed, okay. uh, Nicaraguan. Uh, and uh, that one, if I remember, and it, it was bold chocolate and bold coffee. Hmm. So hopefully you'll like that one uh, when we get to it one day. Uh, but uh, that's the end of my thoughts. So what did you think, Mark, about this particular well, I thought, I cigar? I that was very... Very deep of you. Oh, you're talking about the cigar. All right. Well, was that humor again? <laughs> it was a poor fail. I'd attempt. say keep your day job, but the, your, your boss says try to keep your weekend job. Oh. Well, so I had a slightly different take on it. Um, I liked the. I mean, it was 
for me was consistent throughout this entire experience. I got a little bit of uh, cedar, maybe a little bit of leather, and I got some spice. I got a little bit of uh, burning yeah. on the back of my tongue. I have zero, uh, zero spice. Hmm, okay. Zero, I didn't zero get any cedar. coffee. I didn't get any coffee. And zero leather. Huh. So, so we had just completely different palates on this one. Um, I, I like the smoke. I think uh, it's a decent cigar. Uh -oh. I just, a little off the top. Th thanks for giving me a... a <laughs> you, you, you blew your cap there, Jeff. Yeah, that's, I did something. But yeah, it, it's... <laughs> thanks for giving me the dried out cigar. <laughs> looks like your wedding bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to put that down. Upside. Oh, there we go. I'm done with it. So what are our numbers, Jeff? Hold on. <laughs> we both gave it an eight for appearance. Okay. We both gave it an eight for construction. We both okay. gave it an eight for burn. Okay. Then we separated. We separated. I gave it a five for smell. You gave okay. it another eight. Mm -hmm. I gave it a six for taste. You gave it another eight. Mark bought it. Mark gave it a 40. Oh, jeez. I gave it a 35. So there you have it. Those are our numbers. So our average was? Ta-da. 16.4. Very good. Biden math. <laughs> now, should I walk off stage or just walk into the fence? Anyway, <laughs> at a 37.5, it's respectable. I personally, it, it, the wing gauge is too big. The flavor is, is too mild. Try it if you want. Maybe bring it out on the golf course. I, I wouldn't yeah, I jump on this one. Mark? Mark I think Wood. it's worth worth at least trying it. Yeah. So there you have it. Have a great day. Thanks Peace for watching. Out. We'll see you another time. Well, welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that uh, cigar review and that it's uh, inspired you to go out and maybe try it uh, for yourself um, you know we'd love uh, to hear emails from uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know if you want to let us uh, let us <laughs> what's going on <laughs> so uh, you know if you like uh, if you like what we're doing or you want us to change something uh, please uh, shoot us out an email our, our website is at three schmoes and a shot.com and our uh, videos for our cigar reviews can be found on YouTube. Hey, Harry, you know we're, we're, uh, channel we're almost at 5,500 views now on YouTube. 50, yeah. over, over all the episodes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. Nah, we're, we're getting close to a couple hundred per on some of the better ones. And then the ones that Mark speaks about, I think we have negative six. <laughs> <laughs> They're taken away. Yes, man, we've got... Uh, you know, a lot of subscribers now, so we're, we're Mark, growing. We 43. Yeah, we're growing. That's like the size of your bank account in nickels. <laughs> well, it started out just as uh, our wives, and I'm not even sure they subscribed. And, and now Mine? we're slowly growing. Mine channel. sure as hell hasn't. <laughs> she has to hear me at night. She doesn't want to hear me on her free time. <laughs> she sure shit doesn't want to look at you on her free time. Oh, God. <laughs>
So, right, let's so go you over should the tell plot. us about the movie. All right. So, this, you know, the overviews, you got an American biographical. And thank you, Mark, for not starting with the quote from the jerk. I was born a poor black child. <laughs> I know what my purpose is. I know what my purpose is. So it's an the American. cans are exploding. <laughs> that was a great movie. That was. So uh, it's a sports film about baseball players. I mentioned Jackie Robinson. It was the it's first. It's not a sport. It's, biopic. It's a, a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a biography about a guy defeating prejudice. It takes place with baseball. Yeah. And very, very good to me. This happened in... Uh, uh, so in 1945, Brooklyn Dodgers uh, Branch Rickey wants to recruit a black baseball player. After looking at uh, several candidates, he settles on Jackie Robinson, who at that time was playing with the Kansas City Monarchs. Robinson accepts. It, it, was, fun. it was interesting how they were looking at Joe Garagiola, who they picked up, who, who started the following year. He, he was a great catcher, absolutely mm. great catcher. But if I recall, he must have gotten into a car accident because he was relegated to a wheelchair. Oh. Because I remember seeing him at uh, old-timers games at Yankee Stadium. In a wheelchair? So, in a wheelchair. Was it because of his age? No, no. I think he had an accident. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'll have to look That's that up. never yeah, good. No. But he, he was the, they were both great players, but the Jackie Robinson was unbelievable. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, because he's uh, breaking barriers and being the first. I uh, didn't know that uh, uh, his number is the only number in, uh, prof- in the professional uh, leagues uh, retired. Yeah, every every team retired it because of the contribution that he right, made. Right, but I mean, the, so. there's no other. There, uh, from what I saw on the quote at the in end, baseball, in baseball, there's no other numbers retired. It's the only one. No, there's no. It's the only number retired by all ah, teams. That's what the quote meant. The 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 Yankees have twenty different numbers okay. retired. So, yeah, forty two is retired, not allowed on any team. Very good. Yeah, yeah. So. Definitely earned it. Well, what, um, what he did was uh, courageous. Pretty, I'll give him that. Yeah, definitely. There, there's a story I, I read in the Hank Green. I read in Hank Greenberg about him or, or for him. When a lot of the book discussed how people refused to pitch to him once he got 56 home runs because they didn't want him to be Babe Ruth's record. Mm. So for the last two or three weeks, he walked a lot. But uh, when Robinson was in Detroit, he was talking with Greenberg, and, and Greenberg was the person who talked him into remaining in the league when times were getting that rough. And, you know, Detroit's a highly anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic, well, this, this echoes weird, uh, city uh, that he had to put up with a lot of stuff. Not, not, I'm not going to say it was anywhere near what... Uh, Jackie Robinson did, but you know, Jews weren't overly loved in the in the forties and fifties. You know, after most of them got killed in Europe. Huh. Yep. So well, and, and, and even today, I think there's a fair amount of anti Semitism, I'll say. But uh, anyway, so as the movie not at, per- not at this table. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't like you, Mark. <laughs> 
There's nothing okay. to do with anything else. All right. Very, very targeted and focused. I got it. So as the movie progresses, Robinson earns the spot on the Montreal Royals, which is the AAA affiliate of uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers at that time. He does well his first season. He then gets uh, picked up by the Dodgers. Wow, it sounds converts. like you're reading this for the first time. <laughs> and then he's uh, trained as a first baseman. And then, of course, it goes through most of the movies showing that uh, the league was very prejudiced against. Uh, he, he was a uh, multi-tool talent. I mean, he had, he had a great glove, ridiculous reflexes, remarkably fast, and, and he was a great contact hitter with, with some level of home run power. Amaz, amazing guy. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, mo- mostly. Play, playing for a great organization. And, you know, I'm a Yankee fan, but, but the Dodgers have always been a great organization. Yeah, he, he went through a lot of stuff out there. So, you know, but eventually he wins over his team and then he wins over the fans. Harry, I mean, what was got, the name of that bar in uh, Manhattan Beach next next to the place that had the turtle races? Har- Harry O's? Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it was run by a, 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 a volleyball family. Across the street oh. across the street from the Mexican restaurant. You're right, restaurant. it had a big parking lot. It's right by, right by the... Yeah. the did, the did, parking structure. Did you ever go in there and meet Mike Piazza, who played drums for a uh, local no, band? No, I did not. Oh, okay. I met him a bunch of... He was a really good guy. Yeah. Another Dodger. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, the big uh, the big uh, finish of the, the movie was uh, when he was... Uh, they were getting in there to win the National League pennant, and then he was... Uh, coming up and the pitcher was Fritz Ostemuller who apparently Beamed him earlier. is portrayed yeah portrayed as a uh, very racist person although his family after the making of this movie you know tried to say that they portrayed it wrong that in fact their this was their grandfather anyway that he was not in fact but but basically he uh, you know gets himself a hit I- and I they think, go to the World Series. Did, did I think they one win of the things, uh, They played the Yankees. I don't know. Uh, one of the things I think you omitted, which was rather important, was when Pee Wee Reese embraced them on the field, Yeah. which opened the route that all of his team was behind him. And after that happened, Brooklyn and New York were behind him, and then it started to spread. So Pee Wee Reese was uh, basically responsible for making his life easier in a very difficult time, hmm. uh, okay. which was not a popular thing to do. No, not not at all. Now uh, the whole thing with um, the Phillies manager, right? Apparently, they had to take that famous Life magazine picture where they're both holding a back because they didn't want to. You know, they, they, they tried to make it seem like it was uh, Jackie Robinson's idea in the movie, but I did a little research, and I guess it wasn't. It was actually the Phillies manager, uh, Chapman. You, who, you can't just keep busting on somebody in today's age. He, he, he already showed his colors. There's a limitation to, to what you can allow, and this also shows in the movie 
that Jackie Robinson doesn't like him, but at least you know accepts his position. Okay, all right. And I didn't uh, say respects; I said accepts. <laughs> Excuse me, everybody. <laughs> so, now, um, in in the movie, Leo uh, DeRocher DeRocher was replaced by. Uh, Bert Schotten, right? But well, you know but, where he's from, right? Uh, Barney Miller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, looked like he was ready to retire so, already. <laughs> yeah, but the movie lucky he tried, was so upright. But the movie tried to say it was an affair with a married woman, but it turns out that he was suspended for gambling, reported links to gambling. So, uh, you know, though. And you know who was not a fan of this movie that I found out? Chris Rock. Apparently he was not a big fan of this movie. Why not? So. He was or was not? He was Why? not. I, I think he felt that it wasn't a, an honest portrayal. In a good or bad way? In a bad way. I think that, you know, he, he felt that it was watered down and didn't really show well, yeah. well it is still a cinematic thing you're going to try to make some money I mean yeah. if you offend 80% of the people that are you know white and Latino and well, I don't think there are any Latinos yet in the, in the majors then you basically you don't want to use a match he's he's giving me the chin towards my lighter again <laughs> oh. I, I don't think you want to offend enough people that are going to buy a ticket that you have a failure of a movie. Especially if you have to pay Harrison Ford to be in it. Right. I guess, yeah, that's true. Well, how did we uh, how did we rate it, Jeff? Oh, always more. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to go with Harry and my... I'm going to go with Mark and me first. I like the plot. I gave it a 9, but I'm a big baseball guy. Acting was an 8. And how hard is it to act like a baseball player? <laughs> Location was an eight. I like looking at baseball fields. I liked it with a nine. Intangibles was a nine. And I like baseball. Wow. For a 43. Jeez. Mark gave it a nine for plot, eight for acting, eight for location scenery, eight for like it or not, and nine for intangibles for a 42. So he and I were really close. And then um, Massa Harry <laughs> gave yeah. it a seven for plot. Because there seven was no plot. It was, a story. it was a true story. There was no plot. Well, that's a plot. <laughs> there was no plot. Original. It was a true story. They were just telling facts. Location, scenery, seven. He doesn't like baseball. Like it or not, eight. Okay. Tangible seven for 36. Which is pretty good for Harry in general. Yeah. He unless, that isn't unless, the upper end of Harry's scale. Un- unless he picks it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so a 40.3. So I, I think it turned out pretty good. I, I recommend that people go watch the movie. Uh, oh, for sure. Especially in February. <laughs> yes, that is a perfect time to do that. You can watch that, then you can watch Roots, and then you can just make a whole month out of it. Uh, absolutely. And a bunch of Denzel Washington movies because he's freaking awesome. Now, IMDb gave it a 7.5 out of 10. So it was on the higher end of their scale. No, Rotten so Tomatoes. We're close. We're at 8. So yeah. we're close. 
Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the audience gave it an 85%. So it was a We're was right well there. Received. So we're pretty close. Yeah. Harry brought us down just a little bit. Yeah. And you and I were right on the scale. Yep. So yep. thanks, Harry, for tanking I didn't that take one. Nothing. I brought I brought you back to reality <laughs> and you matched the, the, other, the, the big Raiders. I don't need I don't need reality. Never did anything. <laughs> Is it a time for Mark's jokes? Uh, no, actually, no, if you we remember, don't do that. We do recastings. Okay. Yeah, remember the last uh, few weeks. No, we I, know that. Segment, I know that. I know that. I was. The trying to pull if, a fast one. Okay. Oh, okay. Did you did you do one I, this I week? I didn't Harry? do one, but I have the idea. I mean, basically, my idea was to make it uh, an adult comedy, and uh, Chris Rock would play the lead. Not you know. What <laughs> the f- <laughs> fuck are you talking about? What is the con? What I, I sent out a an you email. Mean the with, wedding singer. <laughs> are you talking about Zorro or the Blues Brothers or 42? What the hell are you talking about? I was talking about 42. You said try We're not try recasting one. 42. <laughs> well, that's what, that's the one I wanted to try. <laughs> All right. And, and who are you going to make? Your microphone's uh, kicking out, but that's just perfect. <laughs> What the microphone is like just dead. Something's hang- Your microphone, he says, is dead. My microphone oh, now is it's dead. Better. I don't know. Yeah, you must have had your hand over it or something. No, no. I was hoping it was a mute. But who who do you have for playing Jackie Robinson? I had uh, Chris- in your fantasy Chris world. Rock. Chris Rock. For his athleticism. Well, no, because I said it's, it would be an adult com- a comedy, you know, like a like like very blue. Okay. I mean, you know the so Will not? Smith. Will 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 Smith will be. The He's too he'll old. Just, he'll just he'll slap, slap it. it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so let's this do the week we're going to do a recasting of three movies. Okay. Which Harry didn't do again because he went on his own direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mask of Zorro, which is now a TV play, okay. so which means there are no takes. You can only it's one time and one time only. The Wedding Singer is now a horror comedy, and Blues Brother 2000 is now a Bollywood sing and dance oh. musical. Uh, okay, all right, all right. So let's start with the Mask of Zorro. All right. And I'll just tell you who I thought. So for Alejandro, who was Antonio Banderas, I picked Luke Evans, who was uh, Dracula from Dracula Untold. Okay. So for the hot girl, Catherine Zeta-Jones, I picked Anna de Armas. Okay. And then the Don Diego, the original Zorro, I picked that... Uh, Isai Morales, who's the villain from uh, Mission Impossible. Right. right, he was also in Bad Boys, right, against Sean Penn. Yeah, okay. Early on, okay. But he's yeah. he's older now, so he could be the older mm-hmm. guy. Okay. And Don Raphael, I chose Javier Bardem, who's the bad guy from Skyfall. From what? Okay, all right. I could see that. I could see that. 
um, you know, I went a, I went a slightly different way, but, but you went all midgets again, didn't you? No, I didn't. But uh, that would be the, hilarious, wouldn't the it? The Antonio uh, or the Alejandro character, I picked uh, William Levy, who was in uh, Resident Evil, final chapter. Uh, for the uh, Elena Montero, I picked Blanca Suarez. Oh yeah, she's cute. She was in Jaguar and Cable Girls. Yeah, for. Don Diego, I picked Edward James Olmos. Okay. And for Don Raphael, How old I is he now? He's got a lot of holes in his face. Yeah. Isn't that the guy? He's yeah. got Pogamark yeah. face? He's got the yeah. plunkett face. And and I made uh, Jimmy <laughs> Smith would play Don Raphael. I think so, that, that would be. So the Don Diego guy is really Elena's father. So you're saying Edward J. Olmos was that girl's father? Yes. It must have been one good-looking wife. <laughs> All right, well, let's try The Wedding Singer, which is okay. now a horror comedy. Okay. All right, so you go first <sighs> this time. All right. But I also want to challenge our listeners, if they uh, also have some ideas about who they want to recast. Why don't you just challenge Harry? He doesn't do I it either. He did challenge me, and I gave you a, gave a very good one. I re- recasted 42 as a, as a blue comedy. Well, why didn't you do West Side Story? We're not doing that one either. Well, because because my idea is better than West Side Story. <laughs> oh, I guess. So The Wedding Singer as a horror comedy. I thought, uh, so Robbie Hart, who in the original was played by Adam Sandler, I thought uh, Michael Fassbender would be there. And you guys kind of remember him from I, Frankenstein, right? That guy? Ah, the, the blonde guy. Didn't he, he was a Batman also, right? Yes, he was. He was. Two-Face, sir. I, I thought as... That was a good uh, one. His love interest, I liked Emma Stone. She's fun. They seemed like they would be a good uh, good match. Yeah. He's tall. She's short. Mm-hmm. You could tie strings to her and use her like a marionette. Be perfect. Yep. Holly Sullivan, uh, who was in the original play by Christine Taylor. I picked Scarlett Johansson. You know who Christine Taylor used to be married to? No, who? I'm not telling you. <laughs> You're not telling me? <laughs> keeping it at suspense? I'm not going to tell you, but he was in Dodgeball. He was the main character. Oh, uh, Vince Vaughn. No, the other team. The other team? Oh. Short, oh. dark-haired guy. Ben Stiller. That's him. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you know, Christine Taylor played Marsha Beatty in the movie. Is that right? Yeah, I guess so. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and uh, the uh, Glenn Guglia character was uh, played originally by Matthew Glaive. I thought Tom Hardy would be kind of a good... Yeah, I could see him playing a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I I went slightly different with okay. Adam Sandler. I went with Elijah Wood. Okay, and I could say that. For Drew Barrymore, I needed a pretty girl that would really bring in people, so I went with Alexandra Daddario. Ooh, nice, nice. Because she's nice. good in horror, and boy, she looks good. Yes. And then for the quote-unquote hot-looking sister, I went with Blake Lively. There you go. So okay. I, okay. I, I wanted to go that. with some hot girls. And for the Googlia guy, I went with Adam Devine, who's uh, kind of the pain in the ass from Pitch Perfect. 
Okay, all right. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. You can't go wrong with Daddario or Lively. No, no, that's true. Especially Daddario. <laughs> oh. cool. What about uh, Blues Brothers 2000 as a Bollywood sing and oh. dance? All right, well, musical. I picked Shiru Khan for Dan Aykroyd as Elmwood because he can sing and he can dance. Okay. And for Mighty Mac, I picked Ravnir Singh because, well, he oh, can okay. sing. He can sing. It's in his name. How do you even know who these and people for are? The, I watch a lot of Bollywood. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> now, the last one, I, I was, I hope I can pronounce this guy's name, who played the Buster, the kid who was yeah. the, the musician. I wow. picked Lydian Nadhaswaram, huh, okay. who is a 15-year-old musical prodigy. Wow, nice. nice. So those are the three I picked for that. How about you? Who did yeah, you pick so for I, the Bollywood movie? So I went a little bit uh, different, but these are people that, you know, can sing and dance. I picked uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Can she speak Hindi? <laughs> you didn't say. You didn't say they had to speak Hindi. You just said it's a Bollywood type singing dance. So how I'm many thinking, Bollywood movies have you seen that are not Hindi? Well, okay, then you should have said like a Telugu singing dance. That's musical. not Bollywood. That's Tollywood. Okay, all right. For Mighty Mac, I picked Lance Bass. <laughs> he was in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Can he? Can he speak Hindi? No, okay, none of these okay. that I picked can speak Hindi. <laughs> Full disclosure. You want someone who speaks right? Hindi, get an IT recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do between movies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it was kind of a toss-up for me between two, so I, I'm putting both of them down. There was Rohan Shand, who was the adopted son in Jack and Jill, so he played with Adam Sandler previously. And uh, Gaten, what, do you, what my, do you mean exactly? But he played with Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'm not going, there, <laughs> Jeff. I'm not going. I'm skipping so, over quickly, and I'm mentioning Gatton Matarazzo, and he was the it, it, kid in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah? Okay. I won't ask if they speak Hindi because it's uh, moot at this Hindi. point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak Hindi. Do you speak Hindi? No, I just have to put people in the movie. I don't have to know what they're saying. <laughs> Everybody I know that speaks Hindi comes with subtitles. <laughs> I guess my recasting of 42 is not so bad now, huh? It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty horrible. You, you picked somebody that short to be Jackie Robinson? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You might have. You should have picked The Rock. At least he's athletic. <laughs> well, I wanted somebody. You know, I. I guess I could have picked Samuel Jackson, but I like Chris Rock's. Uh, he's a little. He's, he's a, a little, little, a little old to, <laughs> a little to play old, a baseball yeah. player. Yeah, just a little. I don't see him bending <laughs> over and picking the ball up and getting back up again. No. <laughs> oh God. James Earl Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just wheel out his bed and we'll hit it eventually. <laughs> oh, that's it, Mark. I'm done. Who picks next week? Harry does. Oh, right. That means we'll get at least uh, one good number. Cycle. 
There you go. So. All right, Harry. Pick a, a number, uh, pick a movie for us, send it to us, and we'll do it next week. All right. All right, sounds good. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Peace out, and uh, next have a week good we'll night. have, have a good another night, everybody. exciting podcast. Bye. Good night.